Hello, and welcome to another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, founder of Grace and Ease Productions. And today, my guest is all the way across the world from me. Um, he is the amazing Brythe Bamkin. Now, Brythe is an accomplished business owner and a captivating public speaker. Before we got on here and started, you know, pressing the record button, we were just <laughs> laughing up a storm. So I, I'm excited for today. Now, <laughs> is all about leveraging his wealth of industry experience. Um, he offers online courses. He equips businesses with really targeted and actionable insights to their business and how to move forward. In addition to his professional credentials, he's a best-selling author. He's a certified breathwork instructor and laugh yoga leader. So every interaction is infused with fun, which makes sense why we were laughing before we jumped on here today. <laughs> I'm already laughing. <laughs> already laughing, right? So please help me welcome the amazing Mr. Bumpkin to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. How are you, oh, sir? Thank you so much. What a beautiful introduction. And yes, we were laughing, but you know, what's life without a bit of a laugh? <laughs> I think it actually makes you look younger, um, but you know, I would rather be laughing than other things personally. Well, you know, business people can take themselves just a little bit too seriously sometimes. You know, I reckon that if we all just laughed at the world and even ourselves every now and then, it wouldn't be as tough as we think it is. Yes. Yes, I agree. Now, (laughs) I I think there's so many different directions that we can take our talk in today. Um, you have worked with thousands of business owners and I mean, knowing that and seeing the ups and the downs and what works and what doesn't, would you say there are any traits, um, that are in common with a lot of successful business owners? Yeah, well, that's a really good question. I think that one of the things that I've noticed over 15 years is that you see common behavioral styles mm-hmm. and common mindsets that really set the super successful business people uh, and business owners apart from those that find it tough. So you know how some people just seem to have like stuff happen for them in their business and it just seems to flow and you go, how did they do that? And why are they always the ones that get everything? And then you see others that are just always seeming to be struggling and, you know, they can't pay their bills. They can't get the pay, make payroll next week. And they're really tough. And over the last few years, I've been documenting what I think are the commonalities between people. So I've sort of observed that because in my role, I have, I own the Melbourne franchise of BNI as we were talking about before. So I get to see a lot of business people in the best and the worst situations. But I've seen that it, the one thing that really sets people apart is a can-do attitude and a mindset that abundance is everywhere. And with that comes an expectation that things will be easy and that things will work out for them. So the really successful people have this belief in themselves and the world around them that everything will happen and it will happen well for them. And kind of like they believe it, they feel it, and then it happens. And then conversely, it's the people who find it really tough. Their language is always uh, obvious to me that they say things that 
you know, it just, it just doesn't feel like they believe that they're going to achieve what they're wanting. And they say things like words like hard and tough and they say tired all the time. I tell you what my favourite one is, people who say I'm so busy. When I hear people say I'm so busy, that's a red flag to me because people who are really busy but like nailing it, they never say that word. They never say that word because the people that are really successful, that have flow in their lives, they can always make room for something that's important for them. So they might be judicious about whether they do it. They don't always say yes. They're not yes to everything, but like there's not this blanket, oh, I'm so busy, I couldn't possibly. And you know when people say that to you, they ain't getting their flow right. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So they're like busy doing busy work, but not necessarily yeah. the most productive things. Yeah, yeah. I think when people truly believe that opportunities can come to them from any way and they're open to opportunities. And like love is not a word that you hear a lot in business. Have you read um, uh, Love in Business by Steve Farber? It's a really great book. And you know, he's a really great speaker. He's in America. But he talks about love in business. And love's not a word we use in business a lot because, you know, in business we're going to be tough and resilient and all that sort of stuff. No emotion. But, you know, yeah. Yeah, exactly clear right so but love is coming from the heart when your heart is open that's kind of like I say it's like things flow like you know when things don't flow you just feel closed in but when mm -hmm. things flow you see people's physical stance open up and you know that opens up your chest when you're sort of your, your shoulders are back and you're upright and you, you're not bent over and that opens up flow. I mean, this is very woo-woo for some people I know, but when you look at the really successful people around you, you, I notice, and I'm sure your audience will notice, they have a really confident stance. And it's not like they're doing that warrior pose thing, but they're just easily in their space and open. You, you can physically see that in people and you can physically see the shutdown in people. It's very obvious. Yeah. So if we stay along the lines of like the personalization and the love and how, how are you seeing that convert into like sales and marketing, you know, mm -hmm. like that personalization, that piece of it, is there a certain trend that you're seeing mean yeah. like all of the things that you're seeing with all of these business owners and how they're starting to bring in more clients, especially yeah. now? Yeah. Well, at the moment, I'm I'm a uh, certified practicing marketer with the Australian Marketing Institute, and we, we're actually judging the national awards at the moment. So I'm in the middle of doing that, which is a lot of fun. And this year, we are seeing a really big trend towards really personalized marketing. So technology has allowed us to get quite personal in the way in which we engage with our customers, our potential customers, and keep our existing customers. So you, you have the technology to, to do that. And even CRMs now have built-in AI. They can really personalize. You're really good at this. I've, seen, I've been on the receiving end of your stuff. So you get a really personalized, engaged uh, communication. And, you know, guess what? People are going back to old school print, like, stuff's going out in the mail again because you know you get something in the mail these days it's like wow I'm opening that thing absolutely yeah. open and that's why we use in our events um swag boxes right Perfect. because that gets opened 100% of the time I know right because you know 20 years ago you used to get 10 things in the mail every day and it was like you know I, half of them go in the bin today I'd be lucky if I get three pieces of mail a week and in Australia they don't 
deliver every day anymore. It's every second day. So it's kind of exciting when something comes in the mail. I, I love opening it. But so coming back to your original question, what I'm seeing is a lot of personalization. But to do that really, really well, people need to know who they want to do business with and why. And they need to be really clear about the problem that their business solves and how they can communicate that to their potential customer. Because if you know the problem you're solving for your, your avatar, so your target market, then you can really clearly tailor your marketing these days to actually address that problem. It's kind of like when you get something, uh, even if you get something on social media and you get ads served to you and they, you think, my goodness, I was only looking at that the other day. Well, of course, you know that they're following everything you're doing everywhere, but it still surprises people. It surprises me when like, I was looking at that shirt the other week and here it is, every second ad that pops up is that shirt or something from that company. And it's fascinating that where we know that they're watching us, well, that everything's watching us, but we're still amazed when they serve something up directly to us. So I think it's that real desire to connect with that audience and solve their problems. Because if I need a new shirt, I'm either cold or I'm going to an event or something. I've got a product problem I want solved by a new shirt. So you know, tell me what problem I'm having solved. And if you know me really well, then you'll know I do a events and speaking so it's possibly I'm, I'm going to event right yeah so many good pieces in there now is there a way that the business owner can actually harm themselves when they're either not following these trends or not capitalizing upon it and it actually hurts them or yeah, I guess the other way would be like <laughs> what's the best way for them to harness it yeah. going forward yeah. Okay. So the first thing I'd say is you absolutely need to be specific. I, I, so many business people I have worked with over the years, they want to be everything to everyone. Now, unless you have the budget of Coca-Cola or Microsoft, you are not going to be able to market to everyone, right? So you've got to pick your lane and you've got to play in that lane. And it can be really scary for some people to get super, super niche and say, well, this is my target market. This is my avatar. This is exactly the problem I'm solving. And I'm going to focus on that. I'll give you an example, if I may. I used to own a mattress store and um, I used to tell my staff that we were going to provide the best service to people to, uh, who had back problems and injury to ensure that they could spend we were selling high-end mattresses, a lot of money on, on mattresses and be comfortable that they weren't going to buy a duck. Because the number one thing people are afraid about with mattresses is if they get one that's not comfortable, right? So they hold off buying one. So And then that's yeah, worse. And then I became very clear with the referrals that I wanted, that I wanted referrals to health professionals in my local area that helped people who had come back from injury. And when I started communicating that really well to my referral network, I got really great referrals. But of course, you always get the people with the bad back, the people who are moving, because people in their head can go, if he helps people with really significant back injury, then he can surely help me who's having a rough night's sleep. So people can work it out in their head. So you don't lose everybody else. You just communicate really clearly to your niche and other people can work it out from there. They can say, oh, well, this is probably going to be the right thing for me. I'll check him out as well. And we used to be the number one store in, in the network. And, you know, we, we did really, really well out of that. So being really clear and really focusing in on your niche 
And I'm sure you do this with your events as well, with the people that you work with. Tell them, you know, you're not going to speak to audience X if your message is Y, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually start with the end in mind. So it's like, what is the offer? What is it that we're doing? What is what are we supporting them with? What is the pain that we're solving for? Right. Mm. And that the offer covers. Um, And and so in your case, the mattresses. Right. Mm. Um, And then work backwards from there. Like, who is it that we're actually serving? Uh, versus somebody like I, I went to a networking event way back in the day when I was first starting and someone's like, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. I help anybody with skin. And you're like, that means nothing to me. Versus if you would come to me and like, I help women age 35 to 45 who are like starting to get those crow's feet and want them to like disappear before they really start to dig in there. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was talking to my girlfriend about that the other day or whatever, right? Then you're like, ah, specific person, you need to talk to them, right? Because your brain can pick up on that because your brain cannot pick up on messaging that's like very broad and general. And what happens when somebody says everyone, well, everyone means to me, like I I can't even process that. So instead of processing it, I just shut it down. And you know, the really powerful way to take that to the next level is have a bank of stories that you can share of of people, your ideal customer that you have helped solve their problem. So, you know, I, and let me tell you about my girlfriend that I helped the other week with um, her crow's feet. Well, she used this product and she's come back and said, it's amazing. So stories are really, I mean, you're, you work in the storytelling world, obviously. So stories are really where it's at. So I say to everybody, you need to have a really clear bank of stories ready to pull out for that conversation because, you know, no one wants to hear I want everyone, they want to hear, I helped this person and she had exactly the same problem as you. Then your brain can pick up on it, right? It's like, oh, I relate to that. Or I know that person. Or I reckon that that's my friend. So it's very easy to understand that level of detail. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm I'm picking up is, you know, we have to be really specific in our niche, um, really clear on who it is that we're serving and the pain that we're solving for. Yeah. So that way our brains can go ahead and go, oh, it you need to talk to Sally, right? And yeah. the people that are referring and your referral partners and your JV partners need to know who that is too. So they yeah. can't easily refer to you and it's not difficult. Yeah. You got to make it easy. Yeah. Why, why not? Just make it easy. Um, <laughs> if we were to switch gears. Yeah. I know like you have a couple of homes that you, you know, probably work less now than you did in the beginning that you've put some systems and processes and things in place to get you to where you are today. Yeah. It wasn't always like this. And I would love for you to share maybe a little peek behind the curtain of a time that something blew up. Or, you know, was like, oh my God, how am I going to get out of this? Um, yeah. Anything you'd like to share around that in business? Abs- yeah. Look, <laughs> for years and years, I always had this mindset that I had to work really hard to succeed in business. And I've owned multiple businesses and have had multiple streams of income. And I always thought, you know, you have to work really, really hard. <clears throat> but I had a business partner in my BNI business and we were in very different places in our lives and she was getting ready to retire and I was sort of ramping it up and it really we were on the same page it's not that she was wrong and I was right we just were in different places and so that caused friction and I was working really hard 
I felt I was doing the heavy lifting and I, I, I was on a plane from Miami to Bogota overnight and my mouth started feeling really weird and I, I sort of started to eat some of the dinner and started to fall out of my mouth. I'm going, this isn't normal. And I'm thinking, what's going on? So by the time we landed in Bogota, my, I had a Bell's palsy. The whole side of my face had been paralyzed. It was like really freaky. I thought I was having a stroke. My partner who has some medical um, background said, no, this is a Bell's palsy. We've got to go straight to the hospital. So I don't know if you've been to Bogota in Colombia, but it's an, it's an interesting place. But going to a hospital first, like 7 a.m. in the morning, we're at the hospital. And of course, they speak Spanish and Australians don't have a much Spanish going on. And so like we're using Dr. Google to translate what's going on. And, you know, they saw me. It was actually you know, the hospital was OK. But, you know, after, I was kind of like overwhelmed by the whole thing. So I wanted to go outside for a breath of fresh air. And this guy, this the security guy, I'd stuck this machine gun in my face and pushed me back. And it was like, I'm thinking, what, what have I done wrong? And what I didn't realize is that the machine gun guards are not there to keep people out there to keep people in to make sure they pay. <laughs> Oh, no I know. Well, you can't, I don't speak Spanish. I didn't know what he was saying. Anyway, so that's that's the start. So my therapy for that was to to do laughter yoga when I got back to Australia. So I didn't have a permanent facial paralysis. And you probably can't see it. I have got a little bit. I did really well with with that. And that's what led me into breath work and laughter yoga. And I wrote a book called Breathe Easy because people were saying to me all the time, oh, my goodness, you look so different. You're so happy. I extricated myself from that business relationship. I bought my business partner out. I started to understand the concept of being a business owner instead of an employee of my own business. And when I knew what, when I started to see what that meant, I started to have freedom. And guess what happens when you're happy and you've got freedom? Money comes to you, right? Crazy thought, eh? But like when you're happy, you're in flow and everything's easy. Everything is easy. But before everything was hard. So of course I thought everything was hard. So of course it was hard. And I was always you attracted more hard. Yeah, I attracted more hard. So I scratch always scratching around from money to pay the bills. And the and these days it's like it's, if, if it's not there today, it'll be there tomorrow. And it always seems to happen like that. And that really was the the journey that I moved from uh, being a stressed out business owner who you know, was in a Colombian hospital sort of with machine guns to like, now I'm like, but life is easy. I love my life. We have a beautiful home in Palm Cove in far North Queensland and here in Australia on, on the Barrier Reef, just saying it's really nice. Shay, come over there. We'll, I'll take say, you can I come the- over? <laughs> you can come over. It's, it is stunning. My American friends, when I send them pictures of it, they are like, when can we come? <laughs> so it's really beautiful. And of course, I've got a place here in Melbourne, which is the cultural capital of Australia. And I, I love the theatre and sport and it's what you do in Melbourne. So I'm super lucky. But, you know, that's the mindset thing, Shay. You know, when I moved from being the employee of my business to a business owner, it just changed everything. And I really encourage your listeners to think about the mindset shift that what would it take for you to move from being an employee of your business to a business owner? Because then you can take your, your time off your kids and the school holidays. You can go for, in Australia, we have four week holidays as a standard, but you know, I, I would take six weeks every year. Five years ago, I wouldn't even have thought of that. But you know, I know in America, you know, taking six weeks holiday is quite rare, but you can, it's a choice. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's very possible. Yeah, I think you're right. A lot of it comes down to that mindset. 
and, mm-hmm. and then blocking it out and like setting up the systems and the structures and hiring the right team to make it Absolutely. so when you leave, if you know, I've got colleagues that have a month off and yeah. totally leave for the month and they come yep. back making more money than when they were there. And all mm-hmm. of their team is like, can you leave again for 30 days? That would be great. <laughs> My people say that too. I mean, I, I, one of the things that I do is I, I do, I, this is a really cool thing that I, you know, your audience could do is get out a blank piece of paper and it, no matter where you are in your business, whether you're brand new or whether you're a seasoned business owner, write out an org chart, an organization chart with, you know, you as the business owner and then work out all the different roles. So you might have bookkeeper, you might have accounts payable, accounts receivable, you might have marketing, you might have the cleaner, whatever, all the roles that are going on in your business. And you put someone's name in every box. Now, at the beginning, it's highly likely your name is going to be in every single box, right? It's That's just the way it is in business. When you start out, you got to do everything and that's okay. But then gradually what you do is you start to take those names out of those boxes and put people in that you hire. And as you work out how much your hourly rate is, and I know what where I spend most of my time and earn most of my money, so I'm going to spend more time doing that. So I, I don't like organisation. So I've got a team of VAs that manage me. Like I kind of manage myself out of a paper bag. So I know that. So I, I, I have people that do it for me now. And But that was scary. I, when I first did it, I did not think I, you know, it was really hard leap of faith. I did not think I could have, I could afford it. And then I just thought to myself, well, these successful people do this. Maybe I'm successful and I'll be more successful if I do this. And I did. And then of course, as soon as you're freed up, you know, it's flow happens. And so cash came and more jobs arrived. And so, okay, so that's fine. So, you know, then I took somebody else on. I've taken on an operations manager, taken on a general manager. I've taken on um, more and more employees in my team. So now I have like a whole pile of people. I think there's like 40 odd people on the payroll. Like I could go away for six months and things would still go on. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Congratulations. (laughs) Wow. So, um, I want to know what is what is the the forecast? What is it that you guys are working on next? Who are you looking to serve and how are you wanting to create impact in your world for you and your people going forward and your audience that you serve? Thank you for asking, Shay. I appreciate that. So I, as I said before, I've been working to document the traits and behaviors of business owners that I see as really successful. And I've come up with this really great model called purpose, intention, and connection with people in the center. And it's a way of communicating a system of working on your business to achieve the most that you can. It's really an extension of vision, mission, and values, but those those words and that language is kind of 20 years old. So it's taking that and really moving it into the current era because a business that's purposeful, you know, you can bring a tribe along with you because if they share the purpose and they get your intention and they see your values through your connection, they're going to want to stay with you forever. So they will come along for the journey. So this is a keynote that I'm presenting, excuse me, at the moment. And I'm just loving sharing this with people because you see their eyes light up when you, the word purpose is, you know, people say vision, but it's kind of like not 
the word of the day at the moment, but purpose, people get purpose. It comes back to heart, right? Purpose is heart. And here's the thing, you don't have to be a business owner. You can do this for yourself. So if you understand what your purpose in your life is and your intentionality and your connectivity, you can make decisions based on knowing what the bedrock of your business or your life is. So is this going to fit into my purpose my purpose, intention, and connection statements? Yes, no. It's a simple yes, no question. Then it makes decision-making super, super easy from your marketing spend, from business opportunities to come to. If you're just, uh, if you're a, a person that's looking for a job, so the, the job opportunities come up, it's a compass for your life. And I'm loving sharing this at the moment. So and a great referral for me, Shay, would be a, a keynote presentation to share that. I mean, I'm, I'm in Australia, so obviously online for you guys. Uh, although I do come to America a bit. But yeah, so I'm, I'm loving sharing this. And my team and I have been working on this model and I'm super excited about it. I'm really proud of it. And uh, I love sharing it because people get excited. I get excited. And I think people get excited because of, I'm excited. Exactly. Absolutely. So if people wanted to reach out to you or maybe they have a keynote that they want you to come in speak at or they want to learn more about working with you um what is the best way to do that and do you happen to have a, a gift for our audience today yes and yes well of course like any good entrepreneur i have my own name as my website so braithbankin.com uh so you can go to that i have a bunch of free stuff on there but the really cool thing that i'd love for, for your audience to to jump on is a program I have called three steps to uh, get your business referral ready today. Now, whether or not you're looking for referrals in your business, <clears throat> or if that's a bit marketing plan for you, it's a really great, it's about one hour, it'll take about one hour. And the thing I love about it is it really gets you to think about who you want to do business with and why. And it'll give you a suite of documents that you can fill out that will really get your head clear about how you connect with those people and, and really where your business is at at the moment. Um, I, I love this little course. And, I, you know, I think every every business owner that does, it comes back to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's very early in the morning here. Every business that comes back to me uh, just says, well, that, that's really great because it really got my head in the game. And, you know, I think so often as business owners, uh, we, we, we see people that don't invest time taking an hour out of their business to look at how they can make their business better. Because if you're always doing business, there's never any time to, to grow your business. So an hour out of your time, a really great little free course. And, you know, I, I'm sure your audience will enjoy that. Beautiful. Thank you so much. We will have the link to that in the show notes. Now, my last question for you. Oh, yes. What is a takeaway or a memorable note you'd like to leave our audience with today? <clears throat> so... The takeaway that I would love everyone to realize is that your business exists to solve people's problems. And if you can be really, that's all a business does, it's solving problems. If you can be really clear about the problem that you solve and you can share stories around how you've solved that for people, your business will take off because people will, will understand who you are and what you stand for. Makes it really easy for all of us. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank with us you. <laughs> and I want to thank our audience for joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm excited for you to take all the lessons, all the diamonds, all the resources that were dropped here today so you can start implementing them and creating even more impact in your world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Take care.
Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.